Welcome to Real Talk with Re for mums that want to go from surviving to thriving in motherhood in a neuro-spicy world. We'll be talking about how we can get more organized and minimize stress so that we can avoid burnout, have more quality time with our babies and breathing space in our lives. As a mum of children with autism, we'll be talking about the joys plus the challenges of parenting children on the spectrum. From first noticing the signs of autism through the diagnosis process to strategies to help you and your children stay happy, we're covering it all. As a 40-year-old woman recently diagnosed with ADHD, we'll also be talking about how all too often women and girls are going undiagnosed, why this is a problem, the misconceptions surrounding ADHD, the signs to look out for, and the simple things that we can put in place to make our lives easier. So whether you're a mum or a dad feeling disorganized and over overwhelmed in the fog of parenthood, wondering if you or someone you love may be somewhere on the spectrum or living in a neuro-spicy household, the Real Talk with Re podcast is the place for you. Is your house overrun with toys? Are you sick of the clutter and the chaos? Well, you're not alone. Parents up and down the country are overwhelmed with toy clutter just like you. But luckily, if we put some systems in place, We can tackle decluttering and reclaim our sanity, even if our children appear to have more toys than Hamleys and play with only a fraction of them. If you're new around here, I am Ree from mummyof4.com. Thank you for joining me today for a little chat about how we can declutter toys. So the first thing we're going to do is schedule our decluttering. It can be quite tempting to just randomly start tackling things and pulling rooms apart. However, There are some downsides to this that I will go into as we move along the system. And while decluttering a drawer at a time when you have a few minutes really does have its place, and this can absolutely be a fantastic way to declutter your home when you feel like you've got the energy and the momentum to do so, pulling apart entire rooms can be quite destructive because decluttering is a bit like you've got to break eggs to make an omelette. And I think if you've watched any of my decluttering videos, I get to the stage at every single project I take on that I'm looking around, all I can see is mess, I can't see the floor, and I'm just like, why did I start this? Please send help. By scheduling decluttering in the calendar, into my diary, I find that yes, I can actually block out enough time to really get it done. It avoids me procrastinating it endlessly because really decluttering is so nice when it's done it's just so beyond lovely when it's done but actually doing it can feel a bit overwhelming and starting it is very challenging sometimes for me at least I know I find it challenging to get going because it's just not a pleasant process necessarily and this is why it's really important to get on to our next point which is knowing what you're trying to achieve So what's the purpose of decluttering really? The purpose is to be able to make the most of what we've got. In this case, we're talking about toys. So for your children to make the most and really be able to play with everything they've got, it's to collect things back together that may have missing pieces. So it's not just about decluttering, it's sorting what you've got left and what they have actually got so that their play is actually better quality play. Decluttering is a really good time to sort out organization systems so that actually what you've got left in your home is easy to store and put away. My children are not too bad, in all fairness to them, at putting things away when everything has a home and everything fits in its home. The time that they really struggle is when the clutter builds up and 
stuff doesn't fit where it needs to go. So if there are too many toys to fit in a toy box, then what are you going to do? It's going to end up looking messy, isn't it? So remember, you're creating space for them to play and have really good quality play. You're helping them rediscover what they already have. I can't tell you how many times after I've done a declutter, I've had the children say to me, Mummy, thank you for all this new stuff. Thank you for my new room. And nothing is new. Actually, a lot of the stuff has left the room. And we'll talk about where we take things and what we do with it all in a minute. But the children really feel like they have new things and a new lease of life and a really fresh space to play in. And they absolutely love it. They also then end up keeping things tidy for much longer because they really start respecting their toys and respecting their space so much more. And remember, for you... By reducing the amount of clutter in your home, it's going to be easy for you to keep it tidy as well. So the children are more likely to actually be engaged in playing with sets of things rather than just stuff. They're more likely to be able to put things away because it's more manageable. But ultimately, you, as a mum, you're going to find it so much easier. I can't even tell you the peace that comes after decluttering. It is just delightful, to be honest. The process of decluttering, not fun. The end result of decluttering is fab. You need to plan your storage and how you're effectively going to store things. If you've watched my house tours and our renovation project and all those things, you'll know I love Ikea Calyx. And I've had some people say, Re, what's going on with all Calyx in your house? You're a little bit obsessed, aren't you? It doesn't look good. They've had people just not liking my choices. We've got Calyx in the living room. We've got Calyx in the playroom. I have Calyx in my office and I have Calyx by the front door. And maybe it's not to your personal taste. But my personal preference is to have stuff hidden within storage units rather than all over the floor. And I find it's just such efficient storage. The Calyx boxes, they're called Drona boxes, that slot inside the Calyx are a perfect size for collecting together sets of things. So the children know they're allowed out one box of things at a time and then the rule is that if we're playing with like lego and maybe the one box of things it's actually two boxes so lego would come in two boxes because they've got quite a lot of lego they'd pull all that out play with the lego and then when it's tight they want to play with something else they put all the lego away because that is sorted into one set of things which i did during decluttering and then they would get something else out if you are not decluttering regularly and i have got some boxes i'm holding up my hand here and saying i have got some boxes like this in my home at the moment that i really need to go through and declutter specifically i'm thinking of some in zara and in fact william and in fact bella's room of what the children call junk boxes and that's just the mishmash stuff that doesn't really have a home being lost from the rest of the sets and the more of these junk boxes you have then the more urgently you need to do decluttering when the children have got a box of dolls or a box of lego or a box of cars or whatever it might be they will get out those things play with them beautifully and then put them away when it's just all junk boxes they scoop it all up it goes back into whatever random junk box nothing is together and it's really quite stressful so planning the, the best storage for your stuff, for whatever works for your home, this could look like under bed storage. I used to have in the last house those boxes with lids that slid under the beds on wheels. Those can be really handy. Ikea is fantastic. There's so many different storage solutions on Amazon. The other storage that's really, really good to go within things are those bags, these mesh bags that are actually designed for storing food. They're instead of sandwich bags or vegetable bags that you're supposed to use in the supermarket. And they are so great for storing sets of puzzles, sets of toys, sets of, or anything that you want to keep together. 
we've got a lot of Disney, as you know, we're quite big Disney fans. I have a Disney YouTube channel with all of our Disney adventures on it. But the children really like little Disney figurines to play with. They've actually sorted them into sets of Disney figures that they would play with. They put together a selection that would belong in the Magic Kingdom, a selection that would belong in Animal Kingdom, and they keep them in these bags. And just having these little storage options available means that tidying up is so much easier. So when you've done your decluttering, you've got something to store all the remaining stuff. By planning out your storage, you also know how much space you have. And let's face it, with your stuff, you've got two options. You can get rid of some stuff to fit your storage, or you have to get more storage. These are your two options, really. Because option number three is stuff billing all over your home and just cluttering up your environment, but also cluttering up your mind. Because personally, I find that quite stressful. And being able to keep the place sort of quite as tidy as possible really does make me feel calmer and more in control and less chaotic. I know years ago before I implemented all this, when I just had my eldest and then when my second child was born, I just felt so overwhelmed with all the clutter. I didn't have great storage solutions and it was a difficult time to keep the house clean and tidy and then I always felt like I wasn't doing well enough at keeping it clean and tidy and I was beating myself up and then I felt guilty the children couldn't find their things and they were always in a mess. Actually decluttering has helped alleviate my mum guilt a lot. My next big decluttering tip is to keep it away from children. So there are, there are two schools of thought here. Yes, maybe the children should be involved in cleaning and tidying and that I very much agree with. And involving your children in helping with chores around the house from a young age can be so beneficial. However, if you involve your children, specifically your younger children in decluttering, I guarantee you they will be like, wow, this thing, I don't even know what it is, but I've missed it and I'm going to play with it forever. I will keep this forever. Don't know about your children. That is how my children are with anything they find during the decluttering process. They don't want to get rid of any of it. There is the other flip side that, you know, should you be doing this without your children's permission? I think I try and find some sort of midway balance on this where I do the bulk of the decluttering with my children not around. And that way I can throw out a half broken bit of tat from a party bag three years ago without them crying over it. But then equally, if there are larger items or things that maybe I feel they've grown out of, but I'm not quite sure, I would perhaps put those into a category to discuss with them. Is this toy too babyish for you? Do you want to let go of it and pass it on to make more space for things you do want to need? And there's a good motivation for doing this before birthdays and Christmas because they've asked for certain things and it has to be a case of, well, where are you gonna put this stuff? We're going to create, have to create some space. Or do you want to actually still keep playing with this stuff? So these kind of questions I was asking the children were kind of postman pat toys, things like that, things they hadn't looked at in such a long time. And they made a decision that some of the stuff I was asking about they wanted to keep and some of it they were going to let go and donate. But the bulk of it, I would highly recommend doing without your children around. It will be so much easier because asking children to decide what they're willing to let go of is almost an impossible task. It's difficult enough for us adults, but I think that small children really, really struggle with this. So while I'm all for getting my children involved in tidying their rooms and making decisions about right what we're gonna do to make this room a better place, decluttering is definitely an easier task on my own. 
My next tip is to pick your entertainment because, spoiler alert, decluttering's really boring. Really, really boring. If you've ever watched any of my decluttering videos or my speed cleans, you'll know I've always got AirPods in my ears. And these connect to my phone or my iPad and you will find that I'm always either listening to a book on Audible. I have got a little code if you want to grab a free trial on Audible. Audible, if you're not familiar, is a fantastic audiobook service. I did a podcast and a video recently about audiobooks that have changed my life, so I will link that down below, as well as the link to grab a free trial of Audible, and that's mummyof4.com forward slash Audible, but I'll link all that below. And you can grab yourself a free audiobook. And these audiobooks, some of them, you know, eight hours long, they're longer. And it's a really good thing to keep you company while you're decluttering. So I'll listen to an audiobook. I will listen to a podcast. There are several different podcasts that I listen to, and it just really helps to pass the time. You could listen to my podcast while you're decluttering. Do you know what? You could. You could bang on some decluttering playlists on YouTube if you want some motivation. I have big playlists full of videos where I declutter along with you. We do some decluttering with me, so you could do that. Or you could just put on some kind of comfort TV that you don't have to watch. Let me know if you actually know what I'm even on about here. But you know, certain series like re-watching Friends or re-watching Bridgerton or re-watching just some of the classic TV shows that you love, but you've seen before, so do you know what? You don't actually have to sit and watch them. I wouldn't recommend a brand new exciting show to watch while you're decluttering. It needs to be something that you can half listen to. You sort of know what's going on. And it's like just there in the background. You can listen to music, obviously. And one thing I actually do enjoy doing while I'm cleaning and decluttering is catching up with my friends on the phone. Most of the time you'll see me with AirPods in my ears. And I'm actually having a good old chat to my best friend who I very rarely see in person, but I speak to every day. And it's just so nice to be able to have a chat with my best friend while feeling like I'm doing something productive. So I could be just sitting there on the phone, holding my phone to my ear or doing that really bad thing that's really bad for your neck where you prop your phone up under your shoulder. I really mustn't do that. That's why I'm very insistent on using AirPods or headphones to be on the phone. But definitely don't declutter alone. Have some form of entertainment to keep you company. My next tip is one that forces me to keep going when I can't be bothered and that is tip it all out. I would only recommend doing this if you're doing like a proper big declutter and not just a drawer or just a box. So if you're just doing the just a drawer or just a box, yeah, you can tip it out with just that drawer or just a box. You know, that's a manageable amount to have to declutter. If it's a whole room, I often tip out loads of it. If you've watched my decluttering videos, I tip so much out. And the main reason for this is to make me keep going. It's to force me into keep going. It's like you're going on a bear hunt book, you know? Have you heard that? Have you read that to your kids? Where you can't go over it, you can't go under it. Oh no, you've got to go through it. You're forcing yourself into that position where you just don't have a choice and you've just got to keep going. And for me, when I feel really overwhelmed, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It'd be so easy if I was just doing one drawer and I hadn't tipped it all out to just close the drawer. And by tipping it all out, it just forces me to keep going. It also means you can see what you've got and like where you're going with it. You're more likely to find like, oh, that bit belongs with that bit, whatever it might be. So the next thing we're going to do, we're going to sort. We're going to sort into five categories. If you've watched my cleaning and decluttering videos before, you know I like to use baskets. I have a massive stack of baskets. And they're so handy because 
I use them for packing, I use them for sorting laundry, but I use them when I'm sorting and decluttering and tidying. And then I can have a different basket for each category of things that I've got to collect together. You could stick post-it notes on each of these if you want to. I don't tend to do that. I just kind of know in my mind which baskets for which, but if that helps you, by all means, stick post-it notes on each basket so you know what you're doing. So the first category is keep. These are for toys that are intact. They can be reunited with other small bits and put back into sets. Things that your children still love and play with. The next category is store. So this would be for things that your children maybe haven't grown into yet. Maybe it's a hand-me-down from another child. They're not quite ready for it. Maybe it's the wrong season for it. Or maybe you just want to do toy rotation. More on that in a minute. You can have a basket for sale. This is quite self-explanatory. It's toys you want to sell. Something that might have a decent resale value so you can generate income perhaps leading up to a Christmas or birthday where you know you've got other toys to buy. Then you've got the donate category. We donate a lot of stuff to our children's school. I feel the school's done such an amazing job at supporting my children. It's nice to give back a little bit. So sometimes we donate things into the class they're actually in, sometimes into younger classes. But it's a nice way of giving back and supporting the school for things that they're going to need. And lots of the toys that we end up decluttering are still in perfectly good condition. And it's nice that they go on to have a new life, like in Toy Story, I guess. You can donate to friends or family. There might be local charities that you can donate to. Have a little think about where these toys can really do some good. Next category is recycling. So there might be things as you're going through the toys, like lots of bits of paper. If it's anything like my children, they have lots of bits of scrappy paper, so all that can be just scooped together and recycled. Little plasticky toys maybe can be recycled. And then of course there are things that need to go in the bin, so they're not recyclable and they're not worth keeping or selling or donating. So the next thing we need to do is sort our toys back into sets of the things we're keeping or indeed storing. And in fact, the things that you're going to sell or donate, they also need to be in the sets as complete as it can be. So even if you use my recommended one box at a time rule, this does eventually slip and slide a bit and you have to do a big reorganize and declutter to get it sorted back. For example, I did all of my children's play food before. I found so much play food. We had, I had no idea how much play food we had. I gathered it all together and they've now got a full kitchen full of all beautiful play food and now it all lives together. As we do each declutter, some of the play food that has moved from the toy kitchen and into all the other rooms gets reunited with the rest of the play food. But when all of the play food is together, they actually play with it so nicely with the toy kitchen. If you've got more than one child, it's really important that you categorize things by age. What are you going to want to keep for your younger children or what have you got out that perhaps is not suitable for your younger children at the moment. Maybe it's got small parts and you need to put that away for a later date. So toy rotation. If you're not practicing toy rotation, I highly recommend starting as soon as possible. Toy rotation is quite simply putting certain toys away and out of reach that perhaps your children are a bit sick of and they've become a bit desensitized to. And all I do is I put those toys in a high up Galax box so they can't actually reach them. And then every now and again, we swap things around so the low down boxes that they have access to get swapped with higher up boxes. You could put things in a garage, in an attic, in a different room, anywhere that it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then every now and again, you have a switch around and your children, I guarantee you, will be like, wow, we've got new toys. Even if they remember the toys from before you put them away, they're going to feel like new toys and they're just gonna get so much more quality play out of them when you practice toy rotation. It's also just a really easy way to store things because you're not relying on storing everything at an accessible level and things are more likely 
to actually stay in sets rather than get mixed up again. The main key is that you have to repeat all this on a cycle. I hate to break it to you, but decluttering toys or pretty much anything else in your home is not a one and done. This process needs to be repeated on a pretty regular basis as your children get older, as they grow out of things, as they have new things. I definitely recommend doing it before you've got things like Christmas and birthdays. As a bonus tip, the easiest way to avoid future decluttering is to be quite mindful of what you're bringing into your home, which you can be quite in control of this when making decisions about what you're buying for your children yourself, but the difficulty can come with birthdays, friends and family members, things like that, buying all the things that you then have to store and then ultimately declutter. Having conversations with friends and family about upcoming birthdays for all children in your social circles, friendship groups, and what's best for them, what they really need can be quite helpful. I mean, the people buying presents for your children wanna make sure they're buying something that they like, so it's gonna benefit everyone, ultimately, as the gift giver knows that they're getting something that your child's really gonna enjoy, and you don't get stuck with loads of stuff in your house that you just do not know what to do with, and it's cluttering the place up when you've just decluttered the place. Well, thanks for hanging out with me, guys, for another episode of Real Talk with Ree. If you would like to support the podcast, you can share it with your friends, share it in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me, either Mummy of 4 UK or Real Talk with Re Podcast. All of those Instagram handles are linked below. You can join my Patreon and hang out with me a little bit more behind the scenes. I've got a main channel Patreon where we can hang out, or I've got a Disney one if, if Disney's what you're into. Make sure you head over to my YouTube channel, Mummy of 4 UK, for my kind of main channel, homey type vlogs. And then my Mummy of 4 Does Disney channel, where you can just catch up with all our Disney antics which are loads of fun and very magical so until next time I hope you have a fabulous week and I shall see you guys next week for another episode of Real Talk with Ree. Bye!